Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How about you just do what I've just asked you? Help me! Help me! Welcome to The Apprentice Qualified. My name is Jade English and today we're having a good old natter about what we think of this year's Apprentices. You'll be designing a brand new comic complete with an augmented reality front cover. Coming up on the podcast, we'll be talking to Mr. Sergeant Shah, who was on last year's show with me. Uh, I currently run a recruitment company called Talent for Tomorrow, helping millennials get into work. 12 months ago, he called himself like a Chinese dish, potent, deliciously driven, full of flavour. I'm sure neither of us will be cringing at those statements. Last week, Sarah Byrne was the first casualty of the boardroom. She's an actress, she was in Shameless, turned businesswoman, but she lost the chance to carry on competing for that 250 grand after the girls' team missed their deadline at the airport. Jasmine said that Sarah was disruptive and clearly Alan agreed because, well, he chucked her out. This week, they had to design and sell a new comic. Now, not just any old comic, but one with augmented reality design. Something original, creative, and all in just two days, which, um, simple, right? It's episode two, and it feels like we're deep in already. So what happened and what do we think about it all? Let's take a look at the headlines. First up, parlez-vous français? La or la piscine. We don't know that many French words. Right, we're not doing la piscine. And it, is, it is la piscine, because if it's la café, la bibliothèque, it makes sense that... Is it la or la? It must be la, because if... No, but you're saying it must be. I need confidence. Is it la piscine, yes or no? Sure. Then if you're not 100%, I'm not doing it. So I found the fact that they decided to speak French when they don't actually know a word of French was very bizarre. And poor Sabrina, she was getting shot down left, right and centre. I see it through very different eyes. The second headline of the night was, well, this is an interesting one. If he's a superhero, why doesn't he wear a cape or something? Okay. Those magazines, I have to admit, they look way better than anything that we got last year. So I'm pretty blown away with this because it, it is difficult to do on TV and I think they, they've done a really, really good job there. I have to say, I am 
pretty impressed with how many orders Jackie managed to push for as well. But I'm not sure if that's building up her character from last week. So that'll be an interesting one to watch. And our final story, we're going to chat about her again in a bit. But did you hear Khadija Khalifa talking about Kim Jong-un? Kim Jong-un, I have no idea who he is. To be so powerful, he must have done something right. So I feel a little double-sided about this one because my initial reaction watching it is, what? Come on, like, don't be stupid now. But I have to admit, I then thought, has that been edited to look like that? Has, has it been put in to make her look stupid? So I don't know. Surely she's got to know who that is. So now I'd like you to take the tablet and hold them over the comics you'll find inside. We'll have more news next week, but now let's see what the word on the street is. I know a man who will know. Hi, my name's Sergeant. I was on last year's uh, BBC Apprentice. Uh, I currently run a recruitment company called Talent for Tomorrow, helping millennials get into work. Hi, Sergeant. Thanks for joining me. Um, where did you watch The Apprentice tonight? I actually watched it at home in my bed with a cup of tea, reminiscing last year. <laughs> I'm on my sofa in, in, in my trackies watching it as well. It's so weird. It is really weird watching it, isn't it? It's so weird, but this time around, I'm not holding on to a cushion or pillow, cringing. At least this time I can enjoy what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. So um, a few things we're going to chat about on the podcast tonight. Obviously, what we thought of the task, um, the boys were a little bit down, um, but there's one of the boys there that I'm absolutely starting to love. Um, and then there's team leaders. So, first of all, what did you think of Khadija? I mean, I don't even care if it's half boy, half girl. As long as it looks cool for 12-year-olds and they are learning something. Okay, everyone happy? I think Khadija was a very... I think she's competitive, don't get me wrong, but I think she's she's got too much authority at the moment. I think I like the way Lord Sugar tamed her in the boardroom, but I think before that, she had a bit too much control, didn't listen to anyone else. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, with The Apprentice, you kind of need that in leader because everyone makes too much noise, especially from last week. You can see the girls argued quite a lot. And this week, there's less of that. Uh, but I think Khadija needs to calm down a little bit. She's got too much going on for her at the moment. She's shouting at, you know, the candidates. Um, and sometimes the team won't perform for her. But I think over time, I think she has to calm down to, to go further in the process. Yeah, so I think from watching this episode that her character is going to be constructed. So obviously this week she was really bullshit, but then did you not see in the boardroom how she said, oh, I, I didn't realise that that's how I was being? I, I think with Khadija, it's quite interesting you said that. I don't know whether she said that in the boardroom to just save herself thinking that she might be going uh, in the bottom three, obviously, if they lost the task. But also at the same time, with the whole uh, business model and the type of woman she is, she calls herself a mum, a mumpreneur. And I think she kind of brought that into the task as well, where <laughs> almost every single what person part of the team was like a child to her and she sort of controlled them like children. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about it like that. I think one thing that I have noticed, they always put in, um, as they should, 
uh, mum, how do you even say that? <laughs> Mumtrepreneurs, mumpreneur. They always put them in. And I think they always try and make that a little bit of a, a story to make um, them quite relatable. But I think because of that, um, sometimes that storyline gets pushed a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Khadija Khalifa, I don't think she'll have many fans after tonight's show. That could change. I don't know. I think Khadija could always be like uh, Joanna last year where Joanna sort of decided as a, quite an aggressive character at first and then she... Uh, sort of moved on to when she got to the final five, you could see her sort of movement or change of character. But I think Khadija has something about her. I think she is a good businesswoman, but I think uh, the only sort of negative that comes with her is her aggression when she's making decisions or controlling the team. Uh, but I think if she can uh, get rid of that, I think she could be quite a strong candidate, actually. It's hard, isn't it, as well? If the In the second week, there's so many people shouting over each other. It's where do you draw that line of being aggressive or um, authoritative? No, 100%, I agree with that. I think uh, when there's so many people trying to shout over each other, you tend to listen to the loudest voice, and I think that's what Khadija's doing at the moment. Um, and I think she kind of came across the wrong way by doing that. Mm, I agree. So I have to ask, why do you think people put themselves forward as team leader? Because I know, if I'm being completely honest, I remember getting to the third week and thinking, I need to get I need to get this out of the way now because I was so worried about it. I think it, it's, it's almost like a game plan, right? So if you do well in the first few tasks as a project manager, you've kind of set yourself in front of Lord Sugar and said, look, I can do this. I'm ballsy. I'm here. And this is what I want to do. Obviously, if we lose a task, in the first few weeks, you're straight in the bottom three. But what's interesting is this year, none of the two project managers that have lost have actually been uh, sort of fired. It's actually been two candidates that have just been mediocre in the process. So I think maybe in the previous years, every time you've been a project manager in the first few weeks, you have a good chance of getting fired. Uh, but I think the, the reason that most of them, and I think it's a good idea to put yourself forward as a project manager in the first few weeks. One, it just gets out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it gets out of the way, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Do you know what? There's a lot of people to blame at that time, to be fair. You get lots of weak candidates, so you, you can start to point out the weak candidates, but other ones going to get fired, so you start to be a project manager then. Exactly. So that leads me on to Frank Brooks. Highlighting the negative, drawing attention to a bad thing, which they may not have seen for themselves, it's just totally unprofessional. It's not what you do in a pitch. I felt so sorry for him. No, that was symbolic. I think Frank's a nice guy, okay? I just think he's a marketing manager. This is his past creativity. Uh, I think he did okay with the management of his team, but I think he was just more about the verbal side. There's less about the actions on his side. I think he's, he, he sort of defined what he wanted to do or had the ideas, but I don't think he gave himself the chance to actually go out and act upon it. I just think the name Benji... I didn't understand that at all, why they went for Benji or what the thinking behind Benji was. I think the girls were quite cool. It was contemporary. I love the rap. And yeah, it's just brilliant. It's, it's what works in today's market. I think Benji, I have no idea what that was and, and why they did no, it. No, I didn't either. So obviously throughout the task, he seemed to just lose the ball a little bit. And also Lord Farquhar, he, I thought he was pretty useless. I thought he was going to go actually. But I also think the right person did go. What did you think about um, Frank nearly crying in the boardroom? Oh, that was hilarious. Do you know what it is? I don't think people ever understand this. 
you could be the most strongest man or the strongest woman in the world, but when you go into that boardroom, when Lord Sugar's talking to you, for some reason, if you're a man, you don't have any balls in that room. I just think it's so hard <laughs> to be, you know, strong and act strong. I think it's so easy to go in there and fluster, not know what you're saying. And I think, I feel bad for Frank. I think he wants to do well in the process or go find the process. And he was in a position where I felt, he, he felt he was going to go. And, and, and that's why he probably, you know, thought maybe if he throws a few tears, it might sort of convince Lord Sugar to yeah. keep him. I, it is weird, isn't it? I was watching that with my producer, Sam, before. And one half of me was like, oh, come on, get a grip. But then the other half of me was like, no. I know how it feels sitting in that boardroom. And you honestly, you can't explain it, can you, Sergeant? It's so stressful. I think it's like everything thrown into one. I mean, there's God knows how many people behind Lord Sugar on those cameras. And, oh, my God. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I felt sorry for him, actually. But I know that as a viewer... If I hadn't been through it, I'd be thinking, get a grip, mate. He hasn't done any favours to himself now because he's made himself look vulnerable. So he now needs to either get stronger in the competition or he's going to have this definition around his character that is just vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. I think he's a nice guy. That's the problem. He's a nice guy. I think Dan was a nice guy. I just didn't understand Karen. You know, he wants to be an actor. Um, and he couldn't even pitch. I mean, how are you going to ever read a script if you want to be an actor? But can't do this. Yeah. Bizarre. So do you think that the right person went? I think it was tough. I think potentially two out of the three could have gone. I think it could have gone either way. I think Frank could have gone. Um, I think Curran could have gone as well. To be fair, I think all three could have been fired, if I'm being honest. Mm. I think Frank should have been the one uh, to have gone this task. I just think he was a project manager. That was his task. He had the reins to control the team and, and sort of draw or drive the creativity. But I think he struggled. So I think, to be fair, I think Frank should have gone. Okay, yeah, I think... Oh, what do I think? I think the right man went, but the other two were very, very, very close behind him. I honestly wouldn't have been surprised if he got rid of all three. Okay, now moving on to the task. You'll be designing a brand new comic complete with... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An augmented reality front cover. What did you think of it? I thought, do you know what? I actually thought it was quite, (laughs) quite cool and up to date for The Apprentice. It was very like, modern kind of putting a bit of a mixture of it as well rather than just being one dimensional so do you think that's a good thing do you think they were actually just trying to be too cool i think the task was really good it was contemporary as a task but i felt there was no sort of literature to the task or i mean i think they were given a task they were told to go create comic books but it it actually looks quite simple. All they had to do was create a character and a storyline, and that was it. Um, I think there should have been a bit more of a focus on the sales side, I guess, where they were pitching. Um, but I don't know. I, I like the task. I like the idea of the task, but I think it was structured the wrong way. But then again, the show's one hour, so it's really hard to put all that in there. Uh, mm. But I, I thought that it was a contemporary task, definitely, but not too sure about the sort of the strength of what the candidates did or what the candidates are tasked to do. Yeah. So I think looking at those, um, looking at the magazines, I thought, do you know what? I have to admit, I think they did, I think they did a better job than we ever did last year with making the magazines because I don't think we ever got half our bloody finished. I don't think there's much about business to that side. I think obviously when you look, think about business, the first thing you think about business is, sales or how you're going to drive your business and what are you going to achieve from it. I think with this task, it was very difficult to define that. And if you look at last year's task, for example, when we were, when we were given the creativity task, we had to create two separate products in one task and sort of create a sort of branding and synergy between them. Where with this, it was just one product, just create the storyline, um, a character, and then go pitch it. And that was simply it. I don't think there was any... Uh, sort of credibility meat. to the task. There wasn't much meat to it, was there? Wasn't it I, I think this is why I felt really funny after this episode. Like honestly, my my <laughs> I got butterflies in my stomach. But they they all kind of flopped a little bit in the pitch, didn't they? When they were like, um, Daniel said to his teammate, um, "I'm going to now pass you on to," uh, and then uh, he couldn't remember his name, and he's like, "Frank, that that guy there." Um, I'll pass on now to. Frank, Frank. Yes. yeah, let's let's keep you happy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought, how did that make you feel watching the pitching? I think the pitching was. Uh, do you know what? I actually thought the person that did the best pitch on the boys was actually Coyote. Yes, Coyote. I just think the boys just struggled. I think they didn't know what to say. I don't think this that, and this is why I think the boys are not going to do too well this year again, like last year as well. Is they just don't come across that strong. I think most of them don't actually. They're all wet. I mean, if you look at last year, I'm not trying to compare because it's completely wrong to compare. No comparison, mate. <laughs> Majority of us actually had businesses, uh, predominantly all, all the boys, for example. Uh, and this year, I feel there's not many of the boys apart from, I think, Tom and I think Daniel that actually have businesses. And the rest of them are still 
um, sort of trying to figure out what's happening in the careers. And I think when they've been put into this environment, they've struggled quite a lot. Do you know what? Do you not think that they painted the girls to be stronger last year as well? Like, I, I'm not sure if it's just an apprentice thing where I'm not sure if women are seen as the stronger characters if it gets more viewers. And I don't know if that's me being cynical, but... What I don't know. I'd like to know your view on I that. I personally think that both last year and this year, the women have been stronger. And that's yeah. just a fact. I think they come across better. They are probably less nervous than some of us men have been, I guess, <laughs> two years. Um, but I just think it's something to do with self-confidence. I think, I think it's something to do with women always... Uh, I think there's that sort of notion that uh, women need to prove themselves in business and when they get a platform like this it's all hands down and they want to sort of perform to the best of the abilities well with men i think they're a bit shy because they feel if i do something wrong i might look like a weak candidate or weak man and, and i think they sort of want to sort of divert themselves away from it and that's why they sort of look um quite maybe weak. maybe in the real world it's <laughs> men can fake it till they make it when they've got a camera on them <laughs> they can't do that anymore <laughs> but i just think all the boys this year need to look at coyote as an example the guy just puts himself up front and he'll say what he has to say without thinking twice and it just comes across brilliantly and i think for example current he thinks about things too much and then i think it just doesn't come out yeah either. so definitely want to come on and speak about Cody because I think I've fallen in love with him a little bit this episode. But just to recap on the results, so the girls got 14,500 units sold and the boys only got 950. Um, I mean, David was fired. Sugar said... Frank, you were a diabolical project manager. Boring concept, outdating ideas. And, you know, the funny thing is you still think this is a good comic. Do you think that's harsh? Do you think that the girls deserve that? Do you think the boys deserved such a poor, well, shit? I, I said it last year <laughs> and I'll say it again this year. I think Lord Sugar has no creativity. Oh! <laughs> with him, that helps him on the creative side. I think, look, both their products are not the best. I think both the panels said that as well. But I think where the girls won it was simply having good salespeople. Jackie sort of drive that sell. Where with the guys, there's no one driving the sell. I think both of them, for example, Jackie didn't say anything there. Mm, yeah, I definitely remember last year. At this point, it was a real fight between the boys to figure out in the house who was the alpha male. And I feel like that kind of took away from a lot of the tasks a lot of the time because they were trying to figure out that dynamic, whereas I feel like the girls kind of stick together at this point. And, and if you look at next week's episode, the highlight that they do, they have actually mixed up the teams, which the producers have probably realised there's a, there's a big difference between the girls uh, and the guys, and I think that, and that, therefore they sort of want to mix it up. But I still think that the boys will go for the next two to three weeks until the girls start to go, because I still can't find a weak person in the girls. I think they all present themselves very well, but with the boys, you can start to see who's struggling straight away. So this leads me on to. Coyote. Yeah, I feel that was a massive mistake moving me away from doing two pitch to one. I'm a speaker, I do it for a living. I really like him, do you? Right, so Coyote, 
I watched him last week, and at first I was not sure, but he kept putting a smile on my face. And then today when I watched him, I absolutely love the guy. I just think he's so brave. I think he's he's so real, he's honest, and you just feel like telling the, the chap. You just feel like putting around, an arm around the shoulder and saying, you know what, do what you want to do, mate. I think last year, uh, last week he literally took the task um, and, and actually grabbed you know, grabbed it straight away and ran with it. And I think this week he was actually one of the strongest boys again. And I think if you actually look at the boardroom as well, when um, Lord Sugar asked the question to Coyote, I think about the pitching, Coyote said, actually, I should have been one of the pitchers. Lord Sugar didn't disagree. I think Lord Sugar actually mm. agreed to the fact that he should have been in that yeah, do you know? Very, very strong character this year. Yeah, do you know what I like about him? I really like the fact that he seems to be able to get his point across but not seem bolshy with it. So he's he's not particularly worried about how he comes across. He's just being himself. And that is really, really hard on this program, I think, actually, to to be authoritative, but not seem, you know, a little bit bossy and to be nice, but not be too much of a pushover. So I think he's done really well there. And do you know what? I actually I met him the other week at um, Radio Manchester, Oh my god, he's he's genuinely like a really nice person. Like I went out, gave him a hug, went for a drink afterwards, and like he's lovely. So I really, really do hope that he I dunno, I think he's gonna be in it for a really long time. I do, I do. I wish I don't think he'll make it to final five. Do you not? I, think, I don't think he'll make final five. Mm. I think he will do well. Uh, but I don't think we'll make final five. I just think there's so much, there's much stronger candidates for the final five. But I think he's a great character for the show. I think he is. I wouldn't say it's a bit different to Elizabeth, right? Elizabeth was a bit. I guess Elizabeth was quite similar in the sense that she was loved, uh, but also at the same time hated. But then at the end of the series, you actually feel like you miss her, and you had that the year before where you had Kartik. I think this year, Coyote is a bit of a different character than where I think he does all this, but he's very natural. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that's what the audience actually love about Coyote. They just want to laugh with him rather than at him. I feel like I want to grab his cheek and be like, boo, 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 boo. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I actually am going to invite him for a beer one day and just go and have Can a great beer with him. You can. I think he'll give us... The- Probably the best motivational talk we've ever <laughs> Probably. Don't know if it's still going, because I know that it said that it was coming off television. But if it does happen to come back in any way, shape or form, I'm putting my money on the fact that he will be the Big Brother candidate. You're actually be so good a Big Brother. I, I just think he is the... He's just a great character. I can't even define him anymore. I think he is funny he is lovable and he's just so natural with what he says now i actually understand why he's a great motivational speaker he's a very different type of uh motivational speaker to what you find i guess on a day-to-day basis but you just want to listen to him you just feel happy once you leave the room with him and that smile <laughs> we all need to have a bit big apprentice sleepover and play like games where he just smiles all the time Right, okay, now we are going to play a game. Okay, so I've got five quotes in front of me, some from some from Lord Sugar and some from Elle Woods. Do you know who she is? Nope. From Legally Blonde. Can you and I, I actually don't know 
the answers to this as my producer has done it. Guess who has said it? So it's Sugar or Woods. Okay, who said this? Alan Sugar or Elle Woods? It's sink or swim, and you've most probably picked up by now that I don't do life jackets. That's legally blonde. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Lord Sugar. Alan. Yeah, I got it. Damn it. 1-0 <laughs> to Jade. Okay. Having a vision is about using your imagination. It is about stretching your brain to think differently. It's about training yourself to focus on where it is you want to go, what it is you want to achieve. L or sugar? That is not Lord Sugar. He'll never say something like that. That has to be legally bond. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Lord Sugar would not say that. Alan! No! What? It's bloody Alan! It's bloody Alan! We got it wrong. What is it? Who, who wrote that script for him? <laughs> That's not come from Lord Sugar, has it? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Um, if you enjoy what you do, don't be afraid of expressing your enthusiasm. Enjoyment is infectious. Ooh, probably go for Alan now. If you enjoy what you do, don't be afraid of expressing your enjoyment is infectious. I'm going to go with Elle Woods, Sam producer. It's Alan. What? Yes. Oh, my God, no. I can't believe that. The comeback song, love. Oh, oh, fine. One, one. Okay, done. You already know I'm a business oh, wow. superhero. Thanks very much tonight to our guests. Mr. Sergeant Sharp. The Apprentice Qualified is going to be coming at you every week now during the series. So stick with us, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you want more Apprentice in your life, then follow It's Jade English on Twitter and Instagram. The Apprentice Qualified was produced by the lovely Juliet Nichols and Sam Bonham. We'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.